Hey guys, Connor from the Ticket Stub, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to the Legal Connection Show. I'm Tony Collins, and I'm a licensed attorney in the state of Texas. My co-host is Christine Cheryl Jahani, and uh, she's not with us today, but she uh, is probably listening. She had some legal uh, matters that she needed to attend to. Uh, You can hear us on FM 104.5 or FM 106.1. That's the Montgomery County Emergency Band, but... um, when it's not the emergency band, we are using it to help uh, the Montgomery County citizens to um, understand uh, their legal rights and answer questions that they have. Uh, you can uh, get us uh, listen to us later on the LegalConnectionShow.com on Facebook, or you can get us on YouTube if you miss part of the broadcast. Uh, today's show is going to be on the border surge statistics and um sort of a, you know, a part two of what we covered last week. And we're going to go over five topics. The first is uh, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol statistics. Um, all of the news that we've heard when they actually do talk about it, which is not often, um, that gives us actual statistics. And so I went to the um, what's called the cbp.com website, which is the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol website, to look at the actual statistics that they have of the number of people that are coming over illegally. And um, so I'm going to share that with you. We're also going to find out what happens when an undocumented immigrant is caught by the Border Patrol uh, and how that runs through the ICE system before and now. Uh, A synopsis of migrant smuggling and how that is actually a big business and industry uh, south of the border. It's not just people want to come over. It's actually advertised. And um, there's a lot of articles on it, but it's a supply and demand issue when the border patrol uh, laws uh, tighten up it costs more to come up here when they're loose enough, like they are right now, then it's more of a numbers game. So it's run sort of like Amazon. And I have some articles on that I'm going to share with you from NPR and the Wall Street Journal. Um, We're also going to go over what the Biden administration policies actually are relative to uh, the uh, migration crisis that we have. And finally, what Governor Abbott Uh, is actually doing about it, and I pulled that information from the uh, State of Texas website and the Texas Tribune. So to get started today, the first thing we're going to go over is the actual statistics, and I found it, you know, we kept going over last week, and what you hear in the paper is percentages, but to really get down to the actual numbers, um, I had to go to the CBC website, and what's interesting is that these are just numbers that are the actual migrants that are caught by the border patrol this doesn't cover the people that aren't making it uh that are actually being caught that are coming through uh non-checkpoint areas and there's far more people that are coming through 
that are not coming through the ports of entry or where there's actually checkpoints that are being caught. So these numbers are actually low. And I know that because uh, through firsthand experience, I represent quite a few people that have ICE issues that have told me their stories. And I love these people. So um, they've given me some details of how they came across and what it cost them and the actual um, information that you're not getting from the news. I've actually experienced some of that uh, through my own clients. And then um, there are people that are not my clients, but I just know uh, that my daughter went to school with and they are, you know, their parents uh, had children here and they're now DACA children. And then I've also got the persons that are here in Montgomery County that, um, you know, I met through the, uh, I guess, the safe haven that is over here um, off of 75, which is a work camp for immigrants. And they have, uh, I guess, a sovereignty with the, or a sovereignty through an agreement with the city and the county that they're not going to be picked up, which they aren't now either, so that they can work while they're here. And um, those persons that I've gotten to know pretty well uh, are actually pretty good workers, and they uh, register with the uh, with the work camp over here, and they really, in my opinion, should get work visas because they kind of come and go, go uh, from year to year. They earn money and they go back, but they're actually pretty good workers, and they're the type of people that we do want here. They come in, they, uh, they work really hard, they send money back to their families or save money, and then eventually do go back to their families in uh, Mexico, Colombia, Honduras, where it may be. Um, so those are the type of people that I think are good immigrants. We'd like to have them more of them here. But they are telling me that, uh, as it stands right now, during the Trump administration, it was really difficult uh, to uh, get past the border and the Border Patrol, and they were being apprehended and incarcerated. Some of them they were kept for days. Some of them were kept for months. Um, they were uh, vetted through the immigration system and either held or sent back. And many of the people uh, were held here. They came over with sort of their... Uh, get-out-of-jail-free card is what I'm going to uh, refer to it as. They came with one of their children um, who were very young. And what would happen is the uh, Border Patrol would separate them and their children. This is during the Trump administration. So that the younger child would be taken to a facility and the adult male typically would be taken to an ICE, held, an ICE facility where they were held. And whether... Uh, many times uh, the, the ICE patrol uh, or the Border Patrol uh, uh, workers would hold them at the border and then just release them back into Mexico, which means they're catch and release. They're going to be coming back up in another or making another attempt to enter, not through an entry point or where they wouldn't get caught. But what would happen is the children would be separated. In order to get the kids back, they would sort of use the child as a uh, – as a, as a tool, uh, I guess, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, the the immigrant, uh, usually young Hispanic males uh, in their 20s, would be told if you voluntarily, if you agree to sign off that you will voluntarily be deported, so they're actually being deported, they're not just, it'll be on their record, we will release your child to you. And so that was, uh, it actually sort of worked to deter 
uh, males to come up with their children, which I think is a great idea because people shouldn't be using their children uh, at risking the lives of, of, of babies and young children who are innocent to be coming up here so they can stay and work. And that's what a lot of them are doing. But, um, but so anyway, back to the statistics. And these are just statistics, statistics for people that were actually apprehended, not the ones that were making it through. Um, U.S. Customs and Border Protection is the nation's largest federal law enforcement agency charged with securing the nation's borders and facilitating international travel and trade. So, in other words, a lot of people are coming up through the borders legally. They're citizens or they have visas or they're coming up to visit and um, they're being stopped at the checkpoints to, to, uh, you know, to look at you have to have a visa to come in, you know, how long you'll be here and when you're going back. Uh, Their top priority is to keep terrorists and their weapons from entering the United States, and that would include drugs, too. So we do need our Border Patrol. At the nation's more than 300 ports of entry, and that includes Canada, the uh, Texas border, Arizona, California, New York, all of the different ports of entry, whether it be an airport or a, an actual uh, port of entry that is through walking through, uh, the CBP officers, and that stands for Customs and Border Protection, have a complex mission with broad law enforcement authority tied to screening all foreign visitors, returning American citizens, and import a cargo that enters the United States. Along the nation's borders, the United States Border Patrol and Air and Marine Operations are the uniformed law enforcement arms of the CBP responsible for securing U.S. borders between ports of entry. And um, I'm going to give you information that they've uh, put together for the people that they have screened and vetted uh, between 2019 on the one hand and uh, proportionately for 2021, which is the first three months of the Biden administration. Uh, The following is a summary of the CBC enforcement actions related to inadmissibles, apprehensions, arrest of individuals with criminal convictions, and individuals who have been apprehended multiple times crossing the border illegally. Um, You can actually visit the CBC's Southwest Border Migration site uh, for the demographics and more information. But this is just what I found because I didn't really know what to rely upon when I was reading the information that I was hearing, you know, on the different news uh, agencies that were broadcast, you know, on the Internet and on the news. Okay, so um, the Office of Field Operations Total Encounters in 2019, and that includes... um, the uh, Office of Field Operations Encounters, whether it be through the Border Patrol or through, you know, walking in or flying in. Um, total enforcement actions in 2019 included 1,148,000 people. So basically 1,150,000. These are the people that were apprehended. These were not the people that made it through, which is a far higher number without being apprehended. Okay, so in contrast... In 2021, just for the first three months, the total apprehension were was 482,000. And so that actually looks like that's about equal because the apprehensions for the first four months equal the total apprehensions for t- 2019. Um, the search and rescue efforts for the Border Patrol in 2019 ended up being a total of um, 
just over or just about 5,000 people. That's nothing. That's not a pro rata number. Uh, that this actual number is uh, the in search and rescue efforts include uh, the CBC agents conduct for life-saving efforts while carrying out their research missions. The numbers I'm giving you reflect the fiscal years for 2019 and for 2021. Okay, so for 2021, it's actually quadrupled because it's almost the exact same number. It's just at or just about 4,500 is the number of people that were rescued for 2021. So the total number for 2019 people rescued um, is the actual same total number for 2021, meaning that more people are being rescued uh, from harm in the first three months for the for the total number of years, but the total number of people for 2019. Uh, so it's quadrupled, meaning that more people are trying to get through and there's a rescue issue. And rescue issues involve people that are coming over the river, that uh, are possibly drowning, people that are, are, you know, are being rescued from drowning. There are people that are coming over in the vans that are, uh, that are being rescued because they are improperly being housed. They are children. So these are people that are, being, that are in danger. Um, the total number of arrest of individuals with criminal convictions are those that are wanted for law enforcement. In 2019, the total number of people that were apprehended that were wanted or had criminal convictions was right at, and I have to total these numbers up because they're separated out between people that had arrest warrants and people that were criminal aliens that actually went through the checkpoints that had felony convictions. Uh, the total number apprehended um, we have to total this out real quick. It looks like 30,000 people crossed the border at a port of entry that had criminal convictions or, or that were felons that were apprehended. In 2021, the total number of people that were apprehended in the first three months totals out to, it looks like 12,000. So in 2019, if, and I'm doing the numbers here, it looks like for three months, which is 25 percentile, so I'm having to inflate it. Um, in 2021, the total number of people that were apprehended um, is about um, 8,000. About I'm, I'm doing I'm t I'm totaling the numbers. It's 5,000, 10,000. About 12,000 people that were felons were apprehended in 2021. If we inflate that to 100%, that's going to be about uh, close to 50,000 if this same percentage carries on to the end of 2021. So in 2019, we had, it looks like 20,000, 30,000. So it's about doubled. So the number of people with convictions that have been apprehended if the same ratio continues for 2021, will double. Um, there's also been a higher number of currency seizures and drug seizures. Uh, currency seizures for 2019 was about 70,000. And so far in 2021, it's 25,000. So that means that we have uh, 
a, a sizable increase in seizures from 2019. And I'm not giving you 2020 numbers. I'll say that the 2020 numbers were in multiples, double what they were in 2019. And I don't know why that number is that way, but it seemed like I'm throwing out the high. So we've had a sizable increase in the seizures of money and uh, and contraband that's coming over that's being apprehended. The problem we have with these statistics is that the what we're actually apprehending and what's coming through can't be quantified because the number of Border Patrol agents are now babysitting the people that are coming through because, and we're going to get to this at another, you know, as uh, in the next segment of this show today, um, they're being pulled off of their duty as in for apprehension, and the Border Patrol agents are now being put on duty for watching unaccompanied minors, and so we're not apprehending the same number of people, drugs, and seizures, uh, of con- convictions, people that uh, have already been deported a number of times, the uh, drug seizures and the currency seizures, uh, although they're twice as much right now, they're even higher because we don't have the law enforcement at the border to stop the flow from coming in. Um, there's one other number of uh, statistics that is really interesting before I move on, and it's the gang affiliations. Um, I didn't know that there was, and even doing criminal offense, that there were so many gangs in uh, that there's an actual uh, identifying, um, uh, you can actually identify them with a gang, with their affiliation, um, south of the border. And those include uh, Colombians, um, Argentines, uh, the, the Mexicans, Hondurans. There are a significant number of gangs, and it looks like there's as many as uh, identifiable gangs, maybe 50. And to list a few, the 107th Street, and this is for California, Arizona, uh, all of the ones south of the border that have been identified uh, from 2015 to 2021. Um, and these are just in alphabetical order. And just to hit a few, the Losadas, MS-13, Mara 18, Market Street, Mexican Mafia, um, the the Playboys, Southwest Cholos, um, uh, if you go to the uh, border, uh, the BCP website, you can see these. But uh, just so you'll have an idea, in 2019, 976 were actually apprehended, meaning that they actually went through a port of entry uh, or were caught. Um, this is a skewed number because the cartels uh, are the people that are affiliated with getting you through. And so gang members who pay uh, are being paid by the cartel to come through or work for the cartel are not being caught. So the ones that are actually caught in 2019 was just under 1,000. That's not a high number. Um, in 2021, the ones that were actually caught um, is only 124 in the first three months. That number is significantly low. Uh, that means that the Border Patrol is not catching them or not apprehending them. That's 10% of the people that were caught in 2019. And that's a very, very low number to the people that are actually coming through. So what that tells us is that we have a high number of people with gang affiliations that are coming through the borders now. Now, using those actual statistics, um, it's also important to know that just yesterday there was an article. Um, if you go to this uh, the Border Patrol site, they have... Uh, news of the apprehensions and uh, each day hundreds and hundreds of, of, of 
the statistics and the reports are coming through, and you can read about them. But in Edinburgh, Texas, or Edinburgh, I'm not sure which is the correct pronunciation, um, there were 44, and this is just one city of the 300 ports of entry. So in Edinburgh, Texas, 44 unaccompanied children in, were encountered by the Border Patrol near the Rio Grande. That means that they were not with, these are people that were not with adults. Um, yesterday, the McAllen Border Patrol uh, noted that there were two groups, two large groups of illegal aliens that were crossing the border that were not uh, encountered through the ports of entry. They encountered a large group of 99 illegal aliens shortly after they made entry to the United States. This group consisted of 78 family members and 20 unaccompanied children. Six of the unaccompanied children were under the age of 13. Another group was found that included 132 illegal aliens. So they're coming over in large groups. This consisted of 170 family members and 24 unaccompanied minors. Um, this year alone, the uh, Rio Grande Valley agents have encountered 30 groups of more, of more than 100 people with unaccompanied minors. So that means that and these are only the ones that they're finding because the Border Patrol doesn't have the funding through the are, – are the rules in place anymore to be able to stop these groups of people. And so um, it basically appears that um, if you've got 30 groups in three months, more than 100 people, that you've got um, – uh, large groups coming over just in droves. Okay, so that's that's the first segment today. Where those are the actual statistics. All right, so um, the next really really important thing to know is that um, what happens when? Well, I don't even want to go next to what happens when someone's encountered. I think what's more important is we're going to skip to the synopsis of migrant smuggling cost and why there's an industry and why they're coming over, and. This, I've been able to cooperate with my um, friends that actually have come over, and they're my friends now, too, that have actually come over to work, that have asked me to get them the uh, the HB1 visas so that they can work for me. And it was it's impossible to get these visas approved because there's only a limited number of people that can get them. So people just come over, and they overstay their visas. But the people that I know that are coming over are really, really good workers. But it, it's, it's a supply and demand issue. At the border, the cartels um, have basically corner the market on you being able to cross over it at almost every checkpoint. And so to be able to come over, whether you're a, a uh, you know, whether you're a single male or a family, you've got to pay a lot of money and it's a supply and demand issue. The price goes up if it's harder to come over. The price goes down or they're, they're, they kind of push it through like Amazon. If, you, if there's more, they have to push more people through. And so what that means is because right now with the Biden administration, they've really there's n literally no border, uh, there's no border patrol. I mean, there's no our borders are effectively open right now. That means that they're charging. They have to charge less, but more people are coming through. That means we have a higher influx of people that are being pushed through into these border towns. And uh, you know, we'll get to this in a minute. But the solution by the Biden administration is to put uh, 90 million dollars in funding to hotels near the border to house the people that are coming through and there's also another 110 I think it was 110 million that was just approved literally just approved by the Biden administration through FEMA to also give medical care and housing 
to the in- illegal aliens and immigrants that are coming through. Rather than turn them away, they're just letting them come through. All right, so um, the border hustle, smugglers, cartels, and the U.S. detention industry are making billions off of desperate migrants. Um, an example is Carlos and his six-year-old daughter. They traveled 1,700 miles from Honduras to reach U.S. border. What they hoped for would be a start of new life, a better life, only to be separated more than 1,200 miles shortly apart shortly after they returned to the Border Patrol. They paid, and this is according to the Texas Tribune and Time, who traced their journey of these two immigrants. They were um, basically... Uh, solicited and advertised by the cartel smugglers that they could have a a a new life in america as if they had a child they wouldn't be turned away uh they needed to pay eight thousand dollars a piece to come in the smugglers would for a certain fee bring them up to the border and then at the border point once they made it through then they were uh, depending on the amount of money that they paid they were sent through uh, with a van to a, a their next destination, um, the smugglers uh, get uh, they're paid a certain amount of money, and just like with the, whether you're first class or you know the uh, uh, you know third class or whatever your your uh, travel cost may be, the more you pay, the better your uh, your transportation. So if you are just a family that's been escorted to the border and dropped off, then you may pay 8000 But if you pay 16000 then you're going to get a van and you're going to be, uh, you know, uh, I guess, escorted with fewer people to your destination uh, more safely with your smugglers and cartel members. And the smugglers and the cartel members are not like these the people that you see in, you know, with guns and, you know, in Breaking Bad, they are people that were also hired because it's a business by the cartels to drive and escort people over. They may not even know what they're doing. They just may be low end, you know, people answering the phone, so to speak, or speaking the language. But um, it is an industry. Um, the uh, There's another lady that was a migrant mother and her child that were taken when they were, they were, they were, it's a sad story. They were uh, found dead in the Rio Grande because they paid a a smuggler to bring them up. They were solicited, brought up. Uh, they were caught, put into one of the uh, camps. Uh, didn't just did volunteer to be deported, but rather when they were deported and released back into Mexico, they decided to try to make it over on their own, and they drowned in the Rio Grande. Um, the Border Patrol agents, have, this is what their rescue missions are. They find these people that are released back into Mexico and are released into Texas, I guess now. I guess this won't happen so much anymore. They're rescuing them because they're trying to come over after they're released back because they paid so much to get down uh, up to the United States border, and uh, they're trying to make it through. And so the Border Patrol agents are getting kind of a bad rap in the sense that they're saving a lot of people, but they're trying to also pr- do their job. Um, there's an analysis of the migrant smuggling cost on the southwest border. Um, you can go to the Homeland Security to read this article. Uh, but the bottom line is, um, if you read this entire article, it was put together um as a, a uh, by the Office of Immigration Services and ICE, just to show that um, the there is a, it's a business. Border enforcement is intended to prevent and deter illegal movement of goods and people across the border. 
The intensification of border enforcement activities creates impediments to illegal entry that increase the cost incurred by the migrants when crossing the border. Increased cost may include additional time, investment, physical hardship, and higher fees charged by the smugglers who assist the migrants across the border. The impact of the enforcement on the illegal immigration depends on how the enforcement affects the migration cost and how the migration cost affects the decision to migrate. Um, the goal that they've put forth in this study is to estimate the impact of the enforcement has on the price that smugglers charge and to bring the illegal immigrants across the U.S.-Mexican border. Uh, so basically, it's like Amazon. It's supply and demand. They are trained to bring people through the 12 different regions that come across. Um, if you go and read this um, this article that is in ICE, it's the supply and demand of the smuggling industry. People are told that they can come up here and have a really great life. Um, right now with the Biden administration, they are being, um, it's being reinforced by the smugglers. And so really a lot of these immigrants, through no fault of their own, are being told, hey, you can go up to the United States, you can have a better way of life, you're going to get you know, free schooling, it's going to be wonderful. And once they get here, they've been sort of told wrong. And so I'm not going to put all of the blame on these people that are coming up here. They're being told that they can come up here with their family and have a better way of life uh, by the cartels who charge them a fortune and then pretty much dump them on the border. And, um, you know, it's a bad thing for them. I think, um, you know, in our next, the next part of this, because I know I'm running out of time and I always do this, but um, what happens uh, once these people get up to the border and they're being uh, effectively uh, turned away? And I guess I, I need to stop to say before to say what happens when they get to the border, what the Biden administration is doing that has created this problem. And there is a surge, and, you know, they're saying that the problem they didn't create, but I did an awful lot of research on this last night to determine whether it was Biden's fault or the Trump administration's fault or what the problem is. And it ends up that it really is truly the Biden administration not having doing any preparation before reversing all Trump's administrative, the Trump administration policies. And because they didn't do their homework before they reversed them, they've created a crisis at the border. And uh, so the state of Texas is trying to protect the um, the farmers, the people that live near the border, and the influx of, of, of immigration that they're being bused to uh, in the immigrants instead of all the way up to Washington, D.C., which I think is the, the proper thing to do so they can see the disaster that's been created. They're busing um, unaccompanied minors to Dallas and to another facility rather than um, uh, trying to vet them out. And we're throwing money into hotels, which to some extent is helping the cartels and the industry on the border. But it's not it's only a short term me measure and it's a, a Band-Aid. Um, there is, uh, you know, I looked at a kind of fact checking, and the Biden administration said that they, they, uh, Biden actually said in his recent press conference, the only one he's had, I believe, um, since he's been in office, that he's sending back the vast majority of families coming to the border. And the fact check that was done by um, NBC News says this is not true. Less than half of the nearly twenty thousand apprehension, the twenty thousand family apprehensions. This is just, you know, this is a much higher number because the families are coming over that are large, and this is only the ones I've actually encountered. Um, less than half of the nearly 20,000 apprehensions of family units were returned, and so that means that they are being housed by the, the government. Uh, the surge of migrants at the U.S. border 
um, the, what the Biden's plan is and what you need to know is the U.S. has again seen a surge of migrants from Mexico and Central America crossing the border. It's at a 20-year high. Um, this is per uh, the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the Border Patrol agents have made more than 381,000 arrests along the border during the fiscal year uh, that began in October. Uh, that's about, and that's 82% were single adults. Uh, that is more than double the 161,000 arrests during the previous year. And um, the number of families and unaccompanied minors has risen to more than 90% of what it was last year. Uh, families were turned back um, under Title 42, which is Donald Trump's rule that said that because of COVID, we couldn't let people in. Uh, but that has been harder to do since in November, uh, Mexico has passed its own law banning family detention. So Mexico is now allowing families to come over. They're no longer detaining them. So they're coming through. Um, they are uh, families that are refused by Mexican officials. Um, in South Texas, and I'm going to reread that because it's a really hard thing. The, the way they've said this is confusing. Families that are refused by Mexican officials in South Texas from coming over the border are flown to West Texas and California, where Mexican officials have agreed to take them back. So Mexico is taking some of them back, but not until they are in the United States and being flown to U.S. border, and only if those persons want to come back so that's like probably nobody because they've already made their way up here released families and unaccompanied children are allowed to live in the u.s for the duration of their asylum cases and this takes years so it's a um a a release program uh, so that means that they're basically not going back unless they agree to go back um migration began ticking up last spring as migrants opted to leave home amid sagging economies famine, and violence, all exacerbated by the coronavirus. Um, the migrants, many say they believe that Mr. Biden um, is, and there's the calling of Mr. Biden as opposed to President Biden, is more welcoming than President Trump, who targeted the illegal immigration. So um, the notion that uh, President Biden is more welcoming has been reinforced through the news and social media. So the migrants are now coming over in full force. Mr. Uh, Biden, and again, they're calling him Mr. Biden, so I'm going to say President Biden, has reversed numerous border and asylum policies implemented by President Trump. These include the Migrant Protection Protocols, a program requiring asylum seekers to wait in Mexico, so that's been reversed, multiple policies, uh, policies barring migrants from qualifying for asylum, and a rule disqualifying, disqualifying them if they've passed through a third country. Um, the, uh, so basically, there is no uh, Border Patrol as, it's, as we know it right now. The, uh, the administration is pressing Mexico to step up the migration enforcement to the border, but we don't have any control over Mexico. I'm being told by um, Stacey Manager Dick that I only have a few minutes, but I do want to bring to the attention of our listeners who are listening to this that uh, Kamala Harris was put in charge uh, by President Biden of uh, the uh, Border Patrol. And according to um, NBC, when in her press conference, which I watched the full, the full eight minutes of the only one that she's done, when asked if uh, she would be going to the border to observe the crisis, 
she did, in fact, laugh and say not today, and she dodged all questions. So Camilla Harris has no intention of uh, doing anything, at, at least right now, according to her press conference on helping immigration. Um, the uh, I, I've got to add that it's really, really important that our Governor Abbott has got a program called Operation Lone Star uh, that he just enacted to protect our borders. He is doing an Herculean effort to help us, the Texas Department of Public Safety, uh, as well as DPS and the Texas National Guard have been deployed by Governor Abbott to the border uh, to key areas that are considered high threats for smuggling, air, ground, marine, and tactical border security assessments. Uh, they're going there right now. Uh, they, he, If you want to go to his website, Operation Lone Star has been in place, but now it's been completely reinforced and revitalized uh, through Governor Abbott. He did a 30-minute press release after he went to the crisis centers about three weeks uh, at the border, and he did a full-blown press release showing where this is no different from when the Alamo failed and we have to have forces today to protect our country. So um, unfortunately, I'm being told that I've got to um, uh, wrap it up, but uh, Governor Abbott has got Operation Lone Star in place. He's trying to prevent human trafficking and um, uh, because we have a duty to investigate. Uh, he's saying that the federal government has a duty to investigate border crossings. They are not doing their job. He has written the president, and he's doing everything within his power to protect our borders. So Governor Abbott is our hero. Um, we have to wrap it up for today. Uh, thank you for listening. You can hear us on FM 104.5, FM 106.1, and LegalConnectionShow.com on Facebook. Um, and remember, the most important thing that you can do, especially during Holy Week, is to serve God by serving others.